0: Lob Talk Radio. Bringing you excellent entertainment from the king of DC media. Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show.
1: What's going on, everybody? It is I, William Powell, your host from the East Coast, a man with the master plan, internationally known, nationally respected, and locally appreciated, otherwise known as the king of D.C. media. Tonight, I welcome my pal, David Oliver, an actor who's always on the grind. He's going to talk about breaking into the New York City market. But before we get to David, let's have a word from our sponsor.
2: Hey, federal employees, what would you do with $1 million? Your wishful thinking can become a reality. We're FedChoice, and we're here to help you achieve your million-dollar dreams. From saving you money on a loan to helping you save for retirement, visit us online at FedChoice.org and use the keyword inside. FedChoice Federal Credit Union, an official sponsor of the Inside Acting Radio Show. FedChoice Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA.
1: And if you'd like to advertise your good or service, that could be anything, folks. Email me at William400 at com. So I see David is on the line. Let me bring him on in. Hey, man, what's up?
2: Hey, hey, what's going on now?
1: All right, all right. So now drop some knowledge on us out here and tell us how to make it in the New York City market.
2: Well, to make it anywhere, brother, overall, is about finding good representation. And when you do that, it's a lot easier for you. And then most, I'm sorry, and then second, and the most important one, is knowing yourself first. Because if you don't know yourself, it won't matter where you go. The rejection will come a thousand ways. And then third, in New York market, the way they work to break you in is not through networking. It's more like taking classes and seminars with working casting agents, directors, and um, producers and directors.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, because I know you, uh you read recently for was it a Showtime pilot and a voiceover gig. So, mm-hmm. you know, what's the key to wowing some of those casting directors up there? Well,
2: mainly it's about – well, the technique I like to use was given to me by Susan Batson, B-A-T, S-O-N. And this uh, woman is phenomenal. She trains Carmen, Laverne Cox, Oprah Winfrey, and Mary J. Blige and Janet whenever they all need to go out for auditions. And the one thing she teaches us is to come from your truth. And it sounds simple but yet it's complex because you got to draw on your own experiences and or that of the people around you, but you have to be mindful of every detail no matter how small. And in the New York market, that's what they look for. They look for how fast and how well you become the person. Not playing a role, not playing a character, not just performing, Mm. but living and being this person. And Mm. it's real tight because you have, like, anywhere from 100 to maybe 500 people reading for these things. So it's so many different variables, but... Immediately, they have to see you become that person that they are envisioning in their heads, and then you got to get it off the paper so you really don't have a lot to go on. You know, yeah, so you have to understand how to break down a character and turn it into a person and peel back the layers of their psyche.
1: Hmm, it sounds like you almost have to go into the room as the character, basically,
2: you come in the room as the person. Because the next step Mm. that they look for, initially in some of the parts, depending on the level of the involvement of the character, they'll look for you to come in as a character. Because sometimes, like I was initially being the character actor when I first went to New York, and I didn't know fully what that meant. I thought it was a hindrance at first until I learned from different people that it actually was a plus. Because unlike being a leading man or a leading woman, the character actor has a wide range of diversity, in their performance, and a lot of the stuff that they do is instantaneous. So almost immediately, they can become a whole nother person, and you forget who they were when you first talked to them. So that's what they look for. So having that ability to shift, you know, in and out, as uh, you may hear some people say, another person's skin, that's what they look yeah. for a lot, because that's what that market has grown to become, even in L.A. it's the same thing, you know, those are two largest markets, and they just look for that extra touch to the performance so that they don't have to fully develop you.
1: They can just direct you. You have to be a ready-made product. It kind of puts them out in the literary world. It's like you turn in a book, it's got to be, like, polished. It sounds like what you're saying is, like, they're looking for a, a piece to throw into that, into that project. Basically,
2: yeah, because – Without it, you're going to be like one in a hundred. And the way to really stand out is so much people focus on, I mean, I'm sorry, so many people focus on, oh, they say network, network, network. And I often tell people in an area like this, people don't really know what that means. You know, yeah. you got to break the word down for what it is. It's the net, which means casting out and gathering. Work, that means you have to be ready to work and know what you're going to do. And so by the time you do that and you get the opportunities, you then have to already be developed to understand your talent and or skill set because at any given moment, they can throw something at you, and if you can't do it, you're out. I mean, I have learned how to drive a stick shift in under an hour in Corning, Maryland, with a uh, 62-year-old 1962 uh, pickup truck. You know, with no markings, no <laughs> indications, no fancy likes, no nothing. And I had two mm. big dogs to <laughs> shoot a commercial. So it's, like, real hard and real fast.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow. So you, you've uh, done a lot of commercials, obviously. About how many of those you do a year? Well, I don't
2: work a lot like a lot of people. I try to be smart and be strategic. So – there may be a point where I do something that's local, meaning it may cover say, maybe one particular city. Then I do something that's regional that may cover two or three different counties and maybe two or three different cities, and then I do a national. And, uh, of course, that covers the country, and thanks to the Internet, some of the stuff now goes international from what I'm finding out. Um, And for, like, four years I did that. I was doing local and regional, and then it started to grow to national to where now, Within the last year and a half, I'm doing, like, maybe four or five, and now I'm starring in the commercials, so I'm leading in them. So it was a progression, mm. so I had to be strategic about it. That's why I try to tell people yes. when they consult with me, be strategic. Not everything is for you. Not everything is going to move you forward. So you have to be smart and be mindful of, again, at the beginning, yourself. What can you do that stands out from 100 others? That's that's the first thing, you know, knowing that self. Because if you don't know that self, you can do 20 projects. And I see it. A lot of people I've met, they were doing 10, 20 projects a year. And within two years, I succeeded them only because I only did six. And those six Mm. were very powerful, very uh, uh, visible performances that allowed me to showcase myself to – different agents and everything, and so by the time time um, my representation brought me to New York, for example, I already had enough of me for my belt to where they could say, yes. okay, this guy's worth it. He's just not some out-of-town hick trying to come up in here and wanting to be famous like he is in his neighborhood, you know,
0: yeah. and
2: I had to show them that from day one.
1: Yeah. So to get that work, so you do the, the six quality projects that, they kind of build on each other, like steps. So Mm -hmm. then about how many auditions you do a year to get those many projects?
2: I might go out from looking at my records, i say maybe 30 to maybe 40 auditions Mm -hmm. I may go out on. And a lot of those are special invites. So I wasn't even supposed to go. I didn't even submit. You know, sometimes they'll call my manager or my agent and say, hey, bring Dave in, you know. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, And also, what's another good thing about it, too, and being strategic about it, this is another aspect I forgot to add on, is that developing those relationships, and this is why I say proper networking, because to talk to other actors, that's cool. But to really sit down and learn what these casting directors and agents want, that's another skill set, because that's time you won't get. You have to earn that. So, you have to go 10, maybe 20 times before they have a moment to look at you and say, Hey, I know your face. Hey, how you doing? You know, just that one opportunity, but you got to be ready. You got to be open. And they now, with certain ones, they know me for dancing. Others know me for comedy. Others know me for drama. Others know me for stunt work. So, now they all call my manager at different points and say, Bring Dave, you know. And so what used to be 25 to 30 is now grown to 40, you know. And, again, now we're talking principal, support, lead, and starring roles, you know, that beforehand day player, uh,
1: extra. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So you do a little bit of everything. So then that means you know a little bit about the the, the print model model, um, market up there. So how is that market up there?
2: It is very, very tight. Very, 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 yeah. very tight. And what I mean by yeah. that is that, I mean, I just went to an audition last week for the Connecticut Lottery, and across the hallway were a bunch of women who probably like, they barely wear a side two. I mean, we're talking <laughs> gorgeous faces, but they were so slim and just perfect standing still, and it was at least 40 of them that I saw but it was more that came Mm. earlier, and then after I left. And I always tell a lot of the models down here, you got to have that look to you that is like the everyday woman meets a model, you know, and the same for the guys. You can't just walk in with a six-pack and a cool haircut and think you're going to get in because the print market up there is different. They want the everyday person now, or they want the guy that happens to look good, but he's not a model.
0: Gotcha. So I say I gotcha. the
2: chances of getting in there are like one to fifty. Mm. You know, because you have already had a to packet together that represents that market, and that market is the uh, suburban look, the club look, the business look. Um, nothing not really urban, nothing really street. No real hip hop stuff, because that's even mm. crossing over to regular models. So regular models are getting high-end, you know, fashion models are now getting the urban ads and the street ads, you know. So it's it's a big crossover.
1: Yeah. Now I know you probably get asked a lot about uh, voiceover. I I get asked too about it where I think folks seem to think for some reason it's like, oh, I I hear a voiceover. I could do that. So like, what are like, you, what's your What's your response to that?
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't need to laugh, but somebody just did that to me a couple of days ago, and I was laughing at them because they didn't get the point. You're still acting. You can have a quick yeah. voice, but if you can't convince me that you just said a question with your voice in this character, or that you were excited, or that you were scared, you know, you got to still get that tune. So again, you still gotta know yourself. You still got to know how to act. Because the voice I can't tell you how many people I done run across that got great voices. I've done their demos and I sat back and said, Yo, do you not understand? You're not acting. You're not you're yeah. not a character right now. You're just doing your voice because people told you you sound good. That's that's why I say to them, I said you still got to act. And when you do a demo, oh, and since you're talking about the New York market, the 22 up there is in order yeah. to get the work you want to do, you have to do the work you want to do. So, in other words, your demos or whatever project you do has got to be just like the ones you are going want to go out for. Yeah, You know, because I've been trying to break in, for example, to the uh, D.C. Uh, group through Andrea Romano. She's like their top casting for voice. And Mm -hmm. they only hire actors who already got a body of work and their voices are recognizable. So that's why you see a lot of times they use the same people over and over again. And every top actor would tell you it's the hardest market to break into because it's yet the easiest work to do. Yeah. Yeah. I tell people all the time, hey, don't just go because somebody told you you got a cute voice. You can jump in. I mean, my voice is told that all the time. But I can change the character whenever I feel to give what I want. So then that way <laughs> I can still play the role. You know, so it right. depends on how you want to do it. So I tell anybody, listen to the commercials where you hear the guys and do the same. I did it for a friend of mine for her uh, real estate company. Next thing you know, I'm auditioning for Cartoon Network to play their version of uh, Isaac Hayes. Nice, just because I did a little twenty five second promo for her company and then she found out that through my management and everything that her commercial was being played over in China. I said, Yeah, because wherever <laughs> I go, you you go. Your product is going, you know what I'm saying? So it's you know, I did it with the equivalent of like a regular, say, local glass commercial, you know, the kind that look kind of cheesy but, you know, they're fun, they're cute and they got something memorable in it those type of commercials like the general type five, that's what i did for her and everybody even my management was fooled they thought it was a real project they didn't know i wrote it produced it and directed it and edited it they didn't know so my (laughs) intent was to get something that they can use to tell people hey our guy dave does voiceover and they didn't want demos that was the first thing the agents told me they don't Want that you just did in the studio? They want real product.
1: Yeah, it's a catch twenty two. You got to have that real, real product.
2: Yeah, because I just did it for a supermodel uh, that came onto the team back in January. As soon as I got done doing her demo, immediately you know, her management submitted it and gave her an audition for a pre sponsor movie. And then with hmm. two other people, um, a lot of their um, auditions are becoming from their demos. So that's why I just recently did two demos with two young ladies who had no idea that they had a large body of work. And I took their work and chopped it up, and I told them 30 seconds is just as powerful as three minutes. And that's the number one problem people make. They make these lengthy demos and don't realize, hey, man, these people got to look at 100 people within less than an hour. Mm. Can you imagine? A hundred people in less than an hour. Do you know how fast you're, like, going to be forgotten? So you got 30 seconds. remember, make them stop. If you don't make them stop, there's no need. And both their videos, both their demos, now my manager want to interview them next month. Hmm. Yeah, and to answer another question, that's... this will get yeah. a lot of people, and I don't know if you're uh-huh. – you're, you're, Your uh, fan base knows, but I still live and work in D.C., you know, and work a full-time job. Uh And everybody's like, well, how do you get the opportunity? My demo, everything I do, I chop it up and send it to my team. They use everything from when I'm hosting somebody's anime show to when I'm doing an independent film and I'm playing the romantic lead or an action thing I'm doing stunt work. All of it is being used. Even the little 45 seconds that I did on MTV got me into like 10 auditions this past uh, winter for all these pilots and TV shows that are coming out right now, like Limitless, uh, Louis C.K., the Jeff Gotham show, all these shows I went out for because of that 45-second yeah. clip.
0: Mm.
1: You know, that brings up an interesting point. Now, uh, you're a union, right? Say again? You're a union.
2: Yeah, I just joined, and I was so, trying to okay, avoid it just for as long, avoid. as long as I could. Yeah, because <laughs> I tell a lot of people, and that's another thing people don't get. This one guy called me out of Atlanta trying to tell me what to do, and I'm laughing at him. I said, do you read what I post? Because if you did, you would see HBO, Cinemax, Showtime, ABC, NBC, they don't just do non-union work. They're doing union stuff. So you can still be non-union and go out for these things. And that's, again, the cash 22. Why would you join a union if all you did was background work? Now you're paying 1500 to $3,000 to do what? Nothing. No one's going to see right. you if you jump in the camera in front of, uh, what's my man, Kevin Spacey when you're doing House of Cards. They're not going to care. They're going to say, oh, that was an extra. You right. know, they're going to want to see you when you're doing your stuff. So I tell people all the time, and I got this from uh, top cast directors and agents, and they all say the same thing. You don't join the union until you get a reoccurring role in a film, I mean, on a TV show or in a film. That's when you join yeah. because then you're guaranteed to be seen, you're guaranteed to make your money back, and you're guaranteed to get enough material that others will want to bring you in again. So that's what exactly. these
0: you is years
1: ago. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know, David, you're putting on a, a workshop about all this. Yeah. So, uh, tell me a little bit more about that.
2: Well, basically what I want to do in my workshop is different than others, and I've been trying to work with different folks in the area, but I don't know what it is, man. My thing is simple. I want to teach people the business of acting which in turn, from what I've discovered talking to different people, can also be used for corporate America, which is basically about branding. You know, it gives you a deep insight, I mean, a deep uh, perspective on how to look at yourself and look at the audience you want to attract and then look at how you can make it economical. You know what I'm saying? Not just about being famous. famous. Being famous is easy and it's fleeting. But let's see how you can make it to make money, and not money just for yourself, but money for others, because in order to get to that fame or those uh, great accolades that you see these people get, they have to make money for somebody else, you know. And I'm trying to teach people that there's a business. And so I plan to start it off where if I do a seminar, I will explain in, like, maybe a 20-point presentation on how to get started. You know, as people always say, how do you find somebody or how do you get started in acting, period? And I tell everybody it's the same thing with entertainment, period. There is no place to get started. There is just no one place because everybody has different variables. And then what I do after that is that I'll do a one-on-one consultation with you, and then that is a more in-depth, uh, you know, uh, sit-down as to understanding your circumstances, both financial, your education, anything that can hinder you, whether it be health or your job, you know, because there's always ways to work around this, you know, to get to goal to get to where you want to get to. So that's the one-on-one. And in that, we will develop a strategy, a serious business-minded strategy with real short-term, long-term goals that you can achieve in a timely manner and then go out here and execute without stressing your wallet without stressing your mind, without stressing your connection to your friends and your family, because I did it. Once I got hit, it took me five years, and bam, here we are, and I'm rolling.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's what it takes, having that, that strategy and uh, just having it all down on paper and knowing how you're going to get there. Yeah, what I look there a lot thinking? of people
2: that just, I don't know, sometimes people ask me, I just had a life coach introduce me to somebody, long story short. And the funny thing about it, when we got done talking to the gentleman, we could see that he was aggressively cutting himself off at the knee by saying what he didn't want to uh-huh. do, that, and yeah, But yet he kept saying he wanted to do stuff. And I'm telling her, what made you think he was ready to talk to me? She said, Well, I, I just thought with the guy that I met and the way he talked that he could do this, that, and the other, but I wasn't expecting you to give him all of that. I said, Honey, again, what made you think? He was ready to talk to me because I'm a career entertainer. I don't play at this. I can tell anybody go to a website, but when you get to that website, if you don't know how to navigate it and there's no one to tell you, you're going to spend $100 to do what? To get what I'm getting for free? You know, and that's what kills people. When they find out the truth from me, it's hard for them to understand the simplicity of it all, yet how complex it is when you have to look at the, all the detail. I make it sound easy, but I show you all the details so you can understand, you know, like calculus. You know, it's a complex formula. Answer, you're like, oh, snap. It was right
1: there the whole time. Yes, it was, right in front of you. Right, and, yeah, you said the guy, you know, how how did you, how does he even know he's ready? So that that kind of segues into Basically, how how would a D.C. actor know he's even ready to, to attack New York?
2: First and foremost, go back to the thing, like I said at the top, knowing yourself. you got to have that confidence, not not arrogance. And I find a lot of people misread folks who are confident. And I had it happen to me a lot to where now I can't even give my professional opinion to people because they're looking at my body and Well, oh, man, that's you. Like, no, it's you too. Because once you know yourself and you put that on display, and then you also got to add on, you're willing to learn more. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to find an acting coach that's going to make you learn more about yourself as well as an agent and manager that's going to do the same thing. You got to know yourself first and then find people that's going to push you even further, no different than an athlete, no different than you at your day job, and then once you do that, then you go anywhere in the world. doesn't matter if it's New York, California, or England. Because once you got that and you understand your brand, you know what you can do, and you know you have the ability to learn to do more, damn, man, you're out there. That's first and foremost.
1: That's
0: right. Those two
1: things. Absolutely. Okay, David, so we're down to about four minutes. you got to tell me very quickly... Uh... Your story about, uh, I know you work with uh, Matthew Lesko before, the, the guy that does the commercials about uh, free stuff from, from the government. So talk a little bit about mm-hmm. how you got that gig. And then just wrap up with
0: projects you got coming up
1: next. Yeah. Oh,
2: it was just so simple. It was on um, Craigslist. I saw it. And I thought, again, uh-huh. being strategic, I had my new company doing production. Uh-huh. I told my business partner about it. We should go and do it. She couldn't make it, so I went there did my thing. Next thing I know, I'm one of the principal characters in the commercial, but we did an hour tutorial with him and we learned about the grant program and found out this stuff is real, right? (laughs) And he and I got to talking and come to find out he wants to get more into acting. He just didn't really have nobody allowed him to be pushed to acting. They just always wanted him to do what he do in the commercials. So when he and I talked, he came and did my show at DCTV and I had him doing singing and rapping and everything, and and he loved it, you know, even to the point where it got almost like 3,000 hits on YouTube the second we put it up,
0: you know. (laughs) And
2: uh, it was from there, me and him just always talked. So whenever I needed to get to him, i just go straight to him. I would always call his phone, you know, and he would be watching what I do. So then we did another commercial together, and this time I was starring in the commercial, and I brought other people in. So, you know, again, that's what a lot of these people like about me. I, it's not about me. I bring other people in so that, A, a it can be a great product, because that's what I'm always about, making great products. Without quality that's product, That's right. Pointless. Uh, but then to right. the second part of your question is, right now I'm on hold to shoot the uh, film for HBO. I can't t- say the name of it just yet because it's confidential for right now. That's the level of things are on right now. I don't even post half the stuff that I go out for that, you guys, because now everything's even hush-hush. Like previously on the American Express commercial with Tina Fey, I couldn't even Uh think that I was going out for it. You know, but I had to wait till it came out. And then the same for Orange is the New Black. You know, I can't even say that I'm going to the audition. I have didn't put anything on social media. So we're waiting on that. And then um, there's another project shooting in Buffalo, New York. Uh, for another commercial, and then um, I'm waiting on the release of the commercial that I did for Community Bank, where I'm starring in it, and I'm driving that 62 pickup <laughs> that I'm talking about. So that's what's on the horizon for right now.
1: Yeah, man, and uh, I, I was going to jokingly put out there, man, we might see you in a, a martial arts film with Kymak. I know you, you love the martial arts, man. Oh, I talked to him. He, I
2: even told him about I sent him the information to my team so that if he wants to, you know, we can get together on it. But, you know, again, I'm handling it through not a fan to a star, but more or less like colleagues, you know. So I sent them the necessary information and uh, just waiting for him to contact the team because right now I have a Star Wars fan film I'm working on with uh, Tia Polite and Wendell Smith Sr. Uh, and then I have my film that I'm going to be doing um, that's a sci-fi slash martial arts piece uh, in December that once we're done, we're planning to sell it to L Ray or the IFC channel because everything I'm doing nice. is here to get everybody work. You know, everybody that's from the crew right. to the talent because that's what I do. I don't, again, like I said, I don't make money for me because then it doesn't go nowhere. When you make money for others, right, then you can get further in the game. And that's another key thing I want your audience to take away. When somebody calls you a money maker, don't just think it's about what's in your pocket because if you got 10000000 million, got to make 30 So you have to mm-hmm. think like that. For every dollar you make, somebody's going to make more. And the more they make, the more you make, the more you shine. That's a money. Right.
1: Bam. Absolutely. David, man, it's been a pleasure. We'll definitely have you on the show again, man. You just dropped a whole lot of knowledge tonight.
2: Thank you, brother. I've been trying to get it out there, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. Right. So many people ask me, but then they hoard it, hoard it to themselves. I'm like, no, share it. It's free. It's not. It's it's not a lot. It's free. I mean, everything I can tell you where to go: casting networks, casting frontier. Stuff is free, man. I get like 40 That's emails right. a week. Yeah. So it's it's all there. So you know, not a hard thing. And if people want to come to me, they want to find me. They can go David the O Oliver on Facebook. Or David the O on Instagram. That's T H E O H. David the O all together, and they can find me that way.
1: Absolutely. Okay, man. Well, thanks again for uh, coming on the show, man. You have a uh, great night, man. All
2: right, I'm gonna get back
1: to this game. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Good night. All right. All right. And let me leave you with this. Quote, from Jude Law, he said that uh, my only obligation is to keep myself and other people guessing. Good night.